This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, he can't give the game away. It's Mitch Doyle. G'day everybody. And he can't give his coach away. It's Dale Roots. I wish I could. Please, somebody. <laughs> I know you do, Somebody. Buddy. I know you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is another All Questions episode for us. Um, coming to you live, not live, uh, on the uh, <laughs> probably um, just in the midst of a thrilling round four, I'm sure. Probably already have a game or two under your belt by the time you're listening to this. Um, and yeah, so without further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Okay, first question. Over on Patreon, again, if you want to get behind the boys on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash rookies. And there's a lot of Patreon questions this week, but of course, we'll prioritize those guys first. Uh, first question comes from Dave. He says, now the NRL successfully reintroduced the little man, what rule changes are needed to encourage big men like Nas to do more kicking in play? That oh, was good. So bad. Well, I was actually <laughs> thinking about this because... Jaden Sewer had a had a twenty four meter kick this week, and I think that that should be celebrated. If if any if any forward, how about you. this? If any but, if any non hooker can get a kick more than twenty meters to go over the sideline, not on the full, they should get the ball back from the scrum. That will uh, that rule. will encourage I mean, I mean, innov- innovative forward play. You're a genius. You've done it again. Every try of a forward <laughs> kick is worth double. I like it. Ooh, a lot of good, a lot ooh, of good ideas coming bad. out. Coming out of this. Uh, look, but I must say, <laughs> okay. um, Josh Papali's attempted goal kicking. Uh, send him, send him to goal kicking training with Ruben Garrick. Is what I'm saying. I like the disrespectful goal kicking in round three, though. I'm here for that. Yeah, <laughs> just pure disrespect. I love it. Okay, next question. Michael Gregson says, Mitch, every time your missus says rugby, do you punish her for her mild curiosity in one of your pastimes by screaming, it's not rugby, it's rugby league? <laughs> oh, my God. Can it's rugby league people die? Yeah. Like, every, Let it there's go. all these new fans. In, the, in response to all the comments when someone from America is like, oh, I'm watching rugby tonight, and the response will be like, ha-ha, sorry, mate, but it's actually called rugby league. Yeah, that's how that's how you win the fans over nitpicking the words they use to describe a sport they've never seen. Yes, and again, I've been by this before, but the word league doesn't mean anything, you fools, you goddamn idiots, you yeah. imbeciles. It's a code of rugby. League means nothing. It's, it's like calling NBA the association, <laughs> or calling uh, football soccer. <laughs> it doesn't matter. As it, it reminds me of that cartoon where it's like, oh, I don't like. I wish that I, I wish that things could be better. Ah, you are you are criticizing society, and yet you choose to be a part of it. How yeah, interesting! Yeah. It's exactly like that. It's just come on, let's be better than that. Let's be better as people. That's it. And like this, let's take rugby back. That's what I want to do. I've been on that one. I've been calling it rugby to my missus. I don't even care about correcting her to calling it league. It's rugby leagues, also what it's called. But I don't give a shit. Next question, Jack Cronin. Do you think the commentators and post-match panel members had a checklist of propaganda they had to say about the new rules over the weekend? The speed at which they pumped out cliches like the little man and Flo was incredible, perhaps too incredible. I, I 
didn't see this question before we did the previous podcast, and I think I basically said this. So yes, definitely. Like the one, the way they did it on Fox Sports, it was almost like they said them all too quickly before uh, with the Matty John show or post game on Thursday. They ticked off like Little Man Flow, Speed of the Game, Ad Lib Footy within like forty five seconds. It was the same kind of thing with the panel discussion. Like they, they kind of got through the chat. Like they, they must have been. Oh, we've got these four things to discuss off the top, and they got through them, and then they were like, "Oh, and do, does anybody want anyone else got any points? No, okay, moving on. Let's take an ad break." Like it, it was kind of a bit uncanny valley watching them kind of churn through these points, like there was nothing else to talk about. Yeah, and uh, the the worst thing of all, like I don't want to sit too much time whinging about these. My whinging about this can be found on my Twitter feed. <laughs> um, it's the worst of all is a little man one because I've never understood that one. And we saw, you know, Gus Gould say, "This we haven't seen a linebacker like that for years." When George Williams broke the line against the Storm, George Williams did that in round one. <laughs> like, <Yeah. what? laughs> and then he qualified it with against the Storm. Luke Brooks did it to beat them like twice last yes. year. Yes, yes. Don't you remember those games that the Tigers won? It it does. Apparently it is not. it is weird. It's kind of like, oh, we only watch. You know, we only watch the games when we've got something invested in it. Just, you know, don't be so People to say what they want to see. Yeah, That's of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Jack's next question. If a new fan from, say, America was showing interest in watching our sport, would you A, encourage them to get into it, or B, scream at them for calling it rugby instead of rugby league? <laughs> B first. Always B first. Always take B. <laughs> oh, oh, God, he's, he's one for Bungard. Bungard, it's from Jack. He said, are you planning on apologizing to the redundant journalists you disrespected over the weekend by flaunting your, your exuberant spending in their faces? <laughs> uh, at this time, I will not be apologizing. I will say, I just love, my favorite part about all this was that guy um, like seemingly didn't care that people had wasted the same amount of money on human cutouts. It was just that it was my dog that really annoyed him. Yeah, I... I, I and also, uh, one thing I forgot to ask you when we did the previous podcast, like, did did I thought you said it got it didn't get approved LinkedIn or I something, thought, but it's still so up anyway. I went, so I bought it on the podcast, like, last, whenever, what day did we record last week? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. And yeah. I, and I, I did it, and then I went to bed and didn't really think about it, and then I checked my emails on Thursday morning, and I had an email saying that, um, saying something like, um, there was a problem with your your payment couldn't be processed or something like that. Um, I'm trying to find the email now. I think I deleted it, but basically it said like um, there was a problem with your payment didn't go through. And so I, not only did I not like, not only did I have no hopes of like him being on the TV or anything like that, I didn't actually think it was going to even exist. Um. And then, so yeah, it was very strange. Um, I've I've not I've been meaning to go and check my bank account to see if the charge actually went through. Um, but so you're a scab as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I found it. It said, "Yeah, your payment of twenty four dollars twenty could not be processed." Um, but then let me check my credit card statement. Uh, this is riveting radio. No, no, it went through. It went through. So I must have tried to charge me multiple times and then realized that it screwed up, I guess. Well, that's why I was shocked because you said it didn't get th- put, go through. So I wasn't expecting it. And then the, literally the first thing that happened to the game was like, holy shit, Bungard's dog's on TV. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, it was uh, that, that actually made the surprise all the sweeter because I wasn't expecting it at all. wasn't looking for it. 
wasn't wasn't um but yeah to uh, to circle back around and answer jack's original question i think most people just enjoyed it on and literally all but one lunatic on the internet enjoyed it and let's stop talking about him and yeah Very i mean given that given that i haven't gone outside for two months i think i could scrape 20 bucks together give me a break uh andy Cusson, great question andy he says did link continue the time-honored bunger ed family tradition of leaving the game early uh i don't i don't I don't want Andy's money anymore. I'd like to be oh, kicked off Patreon. Somebody somebody <laughs> sent my dad a, a photo of cardboard cutouts leaving the Dragons game early, which I thought was quite good gear, to be fair. That is very funny. That's great. Yeah, can I send in if I get a cutout and ask them to take me away early if I'm disgraced at the performance? <laughs> get me out of there. Yeah. Uh, Andy Valente now says, when it comes to trolling the NRL with cardboard cutouts, is there such a thing as going too far? Yeah, was... Was the was the British serial killer one real, or was that yes. also a Photoshop? Yes, that was real. that was real. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, what? I, although presumably, like, you could have some sort of algorithm or something that could reverse image search everything that gets submitted, and you'd be able to pick up something like that. Yeah. But I mean, to defend them, if they don't have that, they're not going to sit there and vet every. I mean, and let's face it, like the dude just looks like a. Took a, like a harmless old man, not not the monster that he was, and so I don't know. That one's kind of that one's kind of tough because, like, I mean, obviously I know who he is now by reading about him, but most people wouldn't have had a clue who that guy was seeing him in the crowd. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there is a line, and that that is definitely over the line. But I'm not going to put that on the on the um the creators because it's it's a tough one to spot. I think that is. And the, the, yeah, the, as you already mentioned, the Hitler joke was just terrible. That, yeah. Um, uh, that for short yeah, yeah, if they, you know, and obviously there's a bunch of things they could have done that are over the line. And I think, you know, whilst any topic can be funny if you, if you, if you gear it the right way, I mean, there's just, there's obviously a plethora of things you could put on a cardboard cutout that are just not going to be funny and are just plain offensive. So, yeah. Next question Jack Snape says, Payne Haas, how good? And who would you give a 10 year, 10 million contract to right now? Um, oh, like one player or like anyone I would do that for? Any one player you'd, you'd give it to? Oh, jeez. Uh, he'd be up there for sure. Um, Cam Murray would be up there as well. Um, basically, you need guys who are quite young but already look like they they're like going to be there for. Actually, what am I saying? Tom Tavoyevich. Yeah, I was going to say Nickel Clockstad. Tommy Turbo's only 23, and he's already arguably the second... He's already probably the second best fullback in the game. So, yeah, yeah. he him for me. Well, my answer is the the person he submitted, which was Payne Haas, who's yet to have a bad game playing first grade and is put in every week, and they, they'll play the platform. But as you said, how good? I mean, it's it's it was amazing to me that one of his numbers came out after the game, that he still had 18 runs for 196 metres, more than 10 metres a run, played the full 80 in that game and, and made 49 tackles and missed one for how, how uh, cactus that Broncos team was or continually to impress that he still is somehow able to get up at the end, putting those extra runs and, and carry this pathetic team on many weeks. He'd be the one I'd give it to, but I'd like to not give any player a 10 year, $10 million contract. I don't want to lock in that long. That's fair. Okay, uh, next question. Jace G says, with the Raiders' continued success in importing British players, what are the chances of other teams trying to replicate this? And what are the chances of the Titans signing George Burgess in 2023? (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, if anyone was going to do it, I mean the the Titans did have the Titans did have a, a British player last year, and they signed him when he was injured. Did they not? Cal Mocker, he's gone yeah. back already, and, and he's gone he back gone. because he doesn't want to be here during lockdown, which is you know. So that went well. That went about as well as anything that happens at the Titans. I can yeah, I can guarantee you that like if the Titans signed a a, a British a British player. If the Titans signed a player out of the Super League, they would get here and like slip on the tarmac, getting out of Coolangatta Airport and do their ACL. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of hijinks that would happen. That like the the club is just it is it is a bloody Benny Hill routine sometimes. Um, mm. But you know, and the the question about other people signing import import, import players, so importing them. Uh... Teams do it currently, but no one will keep doing it to their success because there's something about rugby league teams that they're allergic to recruiting outside of what's in front of them. It's like many a time, I've said this so many times in this podcast, the Storm keep picking the teeth of Queensland Cup and no one gets it. They're always shocked by the next guy that turns up. Like, man, where did that guy come from? Oh, he was there the whole time. Like, it, People aren't going to start picking the teeth out of England like they should be doing. It's the same kind of thing with like the, the, the Storm picking... Um... Kama Kamitha and like uh, Vunavalu and, and Pacific Island players, like Fijian players. It's like, yeah, Fiji uh, is the biggest country in the Pacific outside of New Zealand. Um, obviously, PNG, but that doesn't quite count because they obviously have a Q Cup team. But like, yeah, you can go over there and scout these, you know, strong, smart, athletic footy players, whether they're coming from sevens or whether they're coming from rugby league, and then be like, oh, well, how do they find that? It's like Fiji's not that far away. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them do keep doing the same thing. And Jason, next question says, was one match suspension too soft for Nelson Asafa Solomon as grubber? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've answered that question earlier in the pod. I think we should. I, I think players should be unsuspended if the they do, if, the if forwards do a grubber, they should be getting points taken off their potential suspension. Dave Taylor will be Love back it. in the NRL tomorrow if we start introducing <laughs> in, rules to encourage that sort of behaviour. And I'm for that. So, well, we can't. We're trying to bring right. back the little man, and we bring back literally the biggest man in rugby league. So <laughs> when they great. zig, we zag, Dale. Uh, Pat Lawrence with a couple of questions here. He's got: Are journalists in America being attacked by police due to frivolous spending on novelty items? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did. I didn't see any journalists with uh, white fluffy dogs getting attacked by the police. So make of that yeah, what you but, will. I mean, they're not going to attack a white dog, are they? Oh well, that, that's a good point. Are there any? Black- <laughs> Are they black Japanese Spitzers? They're called they're called German Spitzers. Um, uh, of course they are. Those famous black Germans. Yeah, no, I don't know uh, why, but there is a there's like a there's a there's a different type of Spitz which are which are black and they're called German Spitzers. So, mm. um, yeah, uh, obviously what's going on over there is absolutely terrible. I don't mean to make light of that by by making that joke. Um, I mean, it was a very funny joke though. In fairness, thank you. I do appreciate that, and I hope people understand that I'm not trying to make light of what's going on over there, and and I, I fully stand with everyone that's protesting and endorse their them expressing their frustration at what's going on and quite I frankly d- it's, it's 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 overdue i did enjoy the uh i saw a tweet today that was like the, the french are just flexing with like a mild protest by like setting shit on fire in the streets and everybody being like this is completely normal man if anyone knows how to protest it's the french oh they love a protest they do they really do and it's unsurprisingly, I'm, I'm pro riot as well. So yes. Anyway, next question: Pat Lawrence says, "Is rugby league suddenly better, or is it like your first meal for a mum after a sin overseas? The recipe is still the same. It's been so long, you've just forgotten what shit bolognese tastes like." I think that's a that's a that's a great metaphor. I it's think. a good analogy. 
hundred percent nailed it. The comfort of of rugby league at home. Yes. <laughs> How good. Uh, Matty McPherson, when is the football back and why did Fox choose to air the Dragons training run over the weekend? <laughs> oh, come on. It wasn't the, the Dragons with the training run, although there was that story that came out through the week. A Dragons training run probably would have been better footy, to be honest. Yeah, mate, that was... Um, if you didn't hear the story, it's that they lost to their B team at training. But, you know, that's... I did training not hear that story. That is very funny. Lost to a team with Jack DeBellon playing halfback, apparently. Yeah. Oh. But it's training. I mean, you know, well. that happens. <laughs> yeah. Not still not good. Still not a good look. Not a good. And Matty McPay, as far as you're concerned, rugby league isn't back till about 2023. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> when they fight, when the club finally has enough money to pay Mary out. That's it. Uh, Matty's next question: If you hired somebody to improve a sector of your business, and they said after their thorough review that everything was sweet. Then said person was online shortly after commencing or commenting on parts of that business that had to improve. Would you punch said person square in the face daily until they return the money you paid them? Well, I don't think we should be punching Jason Taylor in the face after he criticised his team for being too unfit, if we all remember well, that. Well, he's talking about Gus Gould, Gus, who, yeah. reviewed, who reviewed the Dragons this offseason and has then been online tweeting how garbage the Dragons are and need to change. It's like... But dude, you got a uh, you got paid to to comment on that in the off season, bud. Uh, I mean, in fairness, his comment was a page that he clearly wrote like on the drive to Wollongong. But you know, good luck to him. <laughs> well done, Matty's next question was not getting a game put on FS1 and lying about thirty people tuning in. Greenberg's biggest mistake. Hey, whoa, Th- three games on FS1. How dare you, Matty? <laughs> it's good that they're like it's I'm I'm amazed that they got them on FS1. I mean, there's not exactly a lot of content. They can only have so many bloody like hot take merchants on there. But it's fantastic that they got a na- nationally televised game like that. Or three. It was the said. most. It was the most rugby league thing ever to say we now potentially have 300 million new fans. Like every yeah. single person is up at 3 a.m. at stoner hours and flicking <laughs> across channels. Yeah. I'd love to know how many people in America did watch it though. Yeah, I, I, that is a story I would read. That is 100% a story I would read. Well, everyone that, every single American that said the word rugby got tw- retweeted about 4,000 times. So if they knew it was free clout, they'd be all watching it. <laughs> Very true. And he's, Oh, Bunny's got a question for you, Dale. If Dale doesn't know what red is, how can he truly be a communist? Oh, no, we had this discussion last week. I remember that I can see the colour red. It's one of the only three colours that I can see. Red, black and white. That's, uh, that's you're, how, you're only how... seeing communism is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm like uh, like when uh, Logan Paul put those sunglasses on and he could see the sunset for the first time. But for me, it's looking at you know the the hammer and sickle on the the big Soviet flag. Okay, yeah, because one thing I, I didn't understand until I got drunk and googled it about two, three months ago was that there was like five types of colorblind. Like, what's going on here? Yes, it's. Uh, I seem to remember a story about colorblindness being the only reason that my dad didn't join the military, which is quite funny considering my dad's an electrician and that involved colored wires. <laughs> just cut all of the brown wires. <laughs> just, cut, just cut all the wires that look slightly colored and, and, and have a little thing going around them. Well, he's still you know, here, he's so, you know, he's doing well. You know, he's a good electrician, though, because his life is on the line every time at his yeah. job. Yeah. He's a great sparky. <laughs> I remember dad telling me once that, like, electricity... It, the the one thing that you always get a sparky in you, the one thing you always get a trade in for is electricity is electricity because you can smell gas and you can find water but like electricity will kill you instantly 
But as I said, it's mm. kind of funny that my dad's colorblind and he's a sparky and has lived to, you know, more than 50 and hasn't shocked himself to death. One thing I do realize when I've been living at home with this isolation time is that I wish I was smell blind. I wish something else could what I'm doing here. <laughs> I hear. Uh, Liam has a question. Having held the attacking powerhouses out of the Titans, Bulldogs, and Broncos to a total of 14 points, should Eels fans book grand final tickets now? I think the Eels are the new dragons in that sense because, like, there was always the meme, like, through the 2010s, especially through the mid-2010s, that, like, Dragons fans would buy tickets to the grand final in, like, round three and then try and sell them in, like, round 17. But I think the Eels are the new the new kind of, like, buy-your-ticket meme team. Uh, if, I, if I was an Eels fan, I wouldn't be far off it. I think that they're going to go a long way this year. But that's – also, they are prone to exploding. So. Yes, I do think that's a good analogy you made there with that Dragons team that overperformed in regular seasons, underperformed in finals. I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. <laughs> okay, uh, Liam's next question. Fuck, marry, kill. Pace, fatigue, and a little man. <laughs> uh, I think I think marry pace. Yes. That's you can't well. teach pace. Uh, you can not eat not give children enough to eat uh so you can make that happen and then they'd be the little men um kill fatigue definitely but marry marry pace and i guess what? by that extension fuck the little man well i guess that well, works that's very what... un- <laughs> it's very uncommunist of me saying fuck the little man but anyway it is i would agree with those except i hate the little man cliche so yeah. definitely marry pace and then i'm going to kill the little man Fair. poor frankie we had a good run buddy <laughs> It's all right. Just chuck him in some small body of water. <laughs> uh, Liam again says, how many more Rugby League stadiums are needed in Sydney before people will actually attend games? Twelve. More. We need more. We need one Rugby League stadium in every council. Oh, I forgot to actually bring this up for our news podcast. We'll have to talk about it because we all love this stuff. But this new stadium idea, I don't care if you love Rugby League or not, yeah. it is terrible for the state, yeah. if you ask me. It's terrible. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And if you miss what the idea is, people, is they're cancelling the redevelopment of, of ANZ and then putting the money into three to four boutique stadiums, or boutique stadiums, sorry, and that's Brookvale upgrade, uh, upgrade down in Cogra, and then upgrade to Campbelltown, and then I forget the other upgrade or proposed stadium, but it's like Campbelltown hasn't even got a, a full-time tenant. No. They, I mean, they're, they're talking about, like, the, the Campbelltown one makes the most sense to me purely mm. because... A, it's the fastest growing region in Sydney, and B, they're about to have an A-leg team. So there's going to be 17 to 20 games a year there. So it will effectively be like another smaller Sydney football stadium. Like there will be games played there, but like this just doesn't make any sense. Like if the clubs want to build a stadium, like make the clubs pay for it. You know, I know the grounds are owned by venues in New South Wales. They're owned by the state government. Well, Campbelltown isn't, it's owned by the local council. But, like, I know these grounds are owned and run by the state council, uh, state government, rather. But, like, it just, it is an absolutely ridiculous idea. That I, I can understand why they're canning the Homebush redevelopment because the money's not there in the budget. But it just, it beggars belief how stupid this idea is. And it seems it to me to just, important. it seems to me to just be an idea of being, like, We'll give the money to the council. It, it's it's almost pork barreling, but not quite. It's not like really obvious like pork barreling usually is, but it's pretty close. 
It's just oh, bizarre. Like it's, I know it's NRL's threatening to take the grand final away if they don't get this, but it's like ANZ. Better ANZ's a great thing for for the grand final, but ANZ, a better ANZ is better for the entire state. Like that's what I don't get. Like I know SFS upgrade is going to make that a better stadium, but you know there's great stadiums in this country, and, and Sydney is not one of the cities that is considered to have one of them. Sydney at you know? this point, aside from Bankwest, has zero great stadiums. That's it, and like I like I like Bank West as a stadium, but that's already one of the small stadiums resolved. And yeah. you know, what's a few coats of paint going to do at Brookie or at Cogra or similar? I don't get it at all, and it's I just don't understand it. Even as a league fan, I know league fans might like to go to those local local grounds more. Doesn't make sense as a sports fan in this state, and it doesn't make a sense. I don't, I don't get it. It's a bad no, government decision. It doesn't it's not make even a league. Sense to me either. Okay, next question. Matthew Duggan says, have, have we already seen enough from Harry Grant to put him ahead of Cam Smith in the all-time hooker rankings? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, I'll tie that into the next one. Em asks a similar question. She says, Sterler recently came out and said Hodgson has eclipsed Smith as the most influential hooker in the game. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Mm-hmm. Cam Smith changed the way that hooker has played forever. Um, yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, also, my, my boy Damien Cook, look how he's being massacred. It's just not even, not even, in, not even in the discussion for second best anymore. Uh, also, Cam Smith does not have awful tattoos. True, but those those are the three best hookers in the competition right now. And Cam Smith probably isn't at his greatest anymore. But it's like again, as as we said in the last podcast, stop trying to anoint the next greatest every week. You have one good game, and instead of saying, "Hey, Hodgson is one of the best in the game," it always has to be, "He is the best in the game." Yeah. Come on, take take a chill pill, guys. Uh, yeah. Last Patreon question, Rowan Edwards said, in the honour of Wade Graham, who is the best player to play for the worst performing side? Uh, Luke Stewart in the 2002 to 2004 South Sydney Rabbitohs. Thank you. <laughs> also, Andrew yeah. Leeds for the 99 Magpie. That's not a bad one. But mm. it's, um, it is like Wade Graham, and our good friend Jack Cronin put a tweet up of the LeBron James team from the first finals loss to Actually, that might the be Warriors. it. That team was terrible. And that's like, you know, Della Vadova, Tristan Thompson alongside him, uh, J.R. Smith. And oh, I, th- I thought you meant the first finals he played in when the second best player on the team was Zydrunas Ilgauskas. No, that's that's even better, but that's the tweet he put up. But yeah, any any early LeBron Cleveland team is a great comparison. And Wade Graham is like the only good thing in that, like, well, only great thing in that team right now. And he only carded the ball like four or five times on the weekend, but still was responsible for 10 of the points they scored, like. He is their halfback, and he's a bloody edgeback rower. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Over on any, but he also always gets injured, which is it, which is the other tragic part of it too, though. When he when he goes, the attack goes. Okay. Over on to our good friends on Twitter. First question comes from the statue guy, Joey is goat. He says, "Is Darren Lockyer Ben Hunt is the Darren Lockyer Ben Hunt story the greatest love story since Twilight?" I just man. I feel for it must be weird for like Ben Hunt. You know how they always say like don't ever meet your heroes? Like it must be weird for him to just be like totally shat on by somebody that he would have grown up idolizing. Like all the time. And, and like, he would have every week. worked with. Yeah, hundred percent. It must be really, really disheartening for him, especially as a as a as an ex Bronco as well. It's bizarre, and yes, he blamed, the latest thing he said, he was already naming replacements for Ben Hunt's origin position. <laughs> God, that's yeah, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold, man. It is. Uh, next question comes from Dane Janis Ango. It says, with the pressure being mounted on me and McGregor, 
Should he be fired and Ben Hunt being sealed as captain or should so as coach? So Darren Lockett can blame him for each loss twice. <laughs> That's very good. That's fair. That is good. I'll take that. Um, look, it it could it couldn't be worse. Actually, I tell a lie. Who is the Dragons' reserves coach? Is it Matt Head? It could be worse. Yeah, well, Shane Flanagan, mate, he's going to get appealing to to get a run there. Apparently, I am about to undo my window and go out of it. Please do not let Flano be a head coach in the NRL. Please, I, it yeah, gonna, it would just make happen. an absolute mockery of the whole thing. I feel like it's going to happen. I really hope it doesn't. Well, oh, here's some random breaking news. It looks like uh, Adam Clune broke his nose at training, so uh, he probably won't play next week. It looks like Ben Hunt might, might be back in the seven with the figurative, well, figurative seven with six on his back. Is that, does that mean that Adam Clune can't be coached, though? No, he can be, surely. Okay, sure. Okay, put him in there. Okay, Warwick Ahern. Who practically sorry, who practiced social distancing best on the weekend? Dugan and Townsend or the entire Titan Titan side, sorry. I think it's uh, gotta be Dugan and Townsend. Yeah, they didn't want anything to do with anything that involved physical contact. A bit Dale, a, big, a, a big L for the lads is me not being able to watch my boy with the with the hair, Chad Townsend running around for the Newtown Jets because there's no games. Yeah, um, man. I, I miss the Jettos. We've been over this. I miss Hanson Park. I know, I know, but especially Chad Townsend. That'd yeah, be great. Bring, we, could, we could have had him feeding. Who was their winger that scored that sick try? Was it Siona Katoa last year that scored saw that? Sasa, man. You know Sasa Katoa, who scored, scored that sick try in the corner last year. We could, yeah. you know. Shame. Real could shame. have had Townsend, Billy Magulius. Oh, man. Ricky Trindle. Halcyon days. Hmm. Okay, uh, Harry Ramage. Should we don't have the money to pay someone out ever be a fair and reasonable excuse to keep a coach at a club far longer than he should be? It's pretty funny. It is very funny. <laughs> it's also not an excuse because it's not that much money compared to how much you like. Like the revenues of this game are so much larger than the amount you're paying that coach. So I don't fully understand it. But at the same time, if you're just willing to write this season off, then you may as well just leave him there until the end of the year. But also, like they're privately owned, they're owned. They're a third owned by a billionaire. Just, just pay the man, get him out of there. Yeah, I don't know the excuse. It is a very embarrassing excuse they put out there, though. Look, we'd sack him, but we can't afford to. It's like, oh, that that'll give you some real hope. It's <sighs> disgraceful. Uh, Campo thirty seven. He says, "Have you seen them lose from here?" <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy. I must say, how good would it have been for Campo to be like, you know, you know, we've we've discussed Campo on here before, and he's he's always had the thing about like, oh, you know, you've seen the loser here. For them to for them to score that try with like the last play of the game, he he must have been like, what is happening in the world? Like this is it's like upside down land. Like they're scoring on the last try of the game, the last play of the game instead of conceding a stupid stupid try to to lose. Yeah, um, I did think for a moment there with that metronomic performance for the storm kept knocking on the door. I thought it might have happened to Canberra, but this is a different Canberra side, and I, I regret doubting them in preseason. This is a, a, a serious Canberra side. Yeah. Contender, sorry. Uh, Paul Mack, 78, says, All three of you are in long term relationships. Whose missus pops out the first NRL boom rookie baby? Not mine. Well, not mine. God, it might be me, and I'm still years away. <laughs> yeah, bro. We, we're, we're, um, yeah, we're, we're pretty happy being child free. I don't see that changing anytime. I mean, soon, also, your so. child's, your, your child's already been on 
rugby league TV. So you don't, you He's know, such need a to... sweet boy. Um, but seriously, no, we have absolutely no plans for that. She's got her own career and her own life to live, and yeah, so yeah, good answer. Uh, RCB Sharks is if the NRL decides that Flanagan can come back just because Saints are bad, what does that say about the initial punishment being handed down? Uh, I think that the Sharks should lose their premiership. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That should be what lets them back in. We can let Shane Flanagan back in the game. Which again, if the Sharks get an asterisk, if they get, if they lose their premiership. I like it. Works for me. The Dragons would love that too because I hate the Sharks. And... Uh, I mean, they they sign tomorrow. They, they would forget about not having the uh, the money. Yeah, <laughs> the same agreed. Okay. Uh, his next question says: Given Link, the dog made national coverage, but so did Harold Shipman. Is fan in the stands on balance a success so far? Yes, huge success. Yes, yes, big, yes. Big dub. I would like it to be expanded. More people put in more money. Have have more fans in the stands. Do it. It's good. I was impressed by how many were there considering this terribly short notice. And I know a lot of them were just like they cut out uh, W, NRLW players as well. But there was quite a few there um, considering they announced it like two days before the game. Yeah, I, I think it's I, great. Apart from Link, my personal favorite was the dude who got a cut out of himself holding his kid, but the kid's head was cut off. I did like that as well. And the, so uh, the Mount Smart, holding a head, the Mount the Smart head Joker as well, the, the Warriors Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. Good stuff. Yeah, Good ones there. I saw a couple other dogs there, so just got lucky that Link was the one they zoomed in on. Uh, next question, Simon underscore Eel97. Outside of the Sharks, which NRL player is the biggest opponent of all live matters? Sorry, all live matters. <laughs> That's fair. It's got to be the Dragons. It has to well, be the Dragons. Which player is this? So outside of the Sharks, well, Paul Gallen isn't a Shark anymore. Which He's player? definitely all live matter guy. Hang on. If X players count, it's definitely Eric Groth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Um, current, you know what? And I don't want this to cast aspersions on him as a person. Bryce Cartwright, just an idiot. It's a, it's He's happy a that dumb dumb. He can say it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, regularly wrong says who will be coaching Cronulla next year? Um, Ooh, here's one from left field. Paul Gallen. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that, but I do. I want it. I reckon John Morris gets this year and some of next year, though. And it, it hasn't been pretty so far, that team. I know that it's their turnover was coming, but it hasn't been pretty. 0-3. They're bad. Uh, Maitland Mumba says, with Joe Rogan recently signing with Spotify for $100 million, surely the Boomerang is worth at least $300 million. It, this does feel very Shark Tank. It's kind of like you, you watch those shows and they're like, I'll give you 10% for $100,000. That obviously means your business is worth a million bucks. So like if Joe is worth 30% of our business and he's on for a million, we're worth $3 million. I like it. I'll take it. I like it too. That's almost a parking I, spot in like Paddington. So that's good. Yeah, I'm willing to sell out to Spotify at any moment. <laughs> well, I'm not going to... No, there's no illusions here. I'm going to sell out the moment I can. <laughs> I mean, and a million between three of us is still good cash. Yeah, it is. In. Let's do it. Um, James K underscore 1312. When was the last time you looked at someone, something with much disappointment as Wade Graham looked at Townsend and Dugan on the weekend? <laughs> um, 
Um, Jeez. I've got a few. Uh, when when that photo came out of Seabold meeting with Brody Croft in a cafe in mm-hmm. Sydney, yep. in Surrey Hills, um, when Adam Blair offloaded the opening kickoff against Parramatta. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that not good. Um, uh, that short dropout a few weeks ago that went out on the full? Not good. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've ever looked at my team with disappointments. Usually it's either anger or happiness. But in, like, real life, uh, definitely the time we were already playing a soccer game with eight players because we had a bunch of guys on holidays and stuff, and we were losing 2-0 in the first 10 minutes, and a guy faked an injury to get off the field. Oh, that is despicable. Yeah. I would have sprayed him instead, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Southern Dan, do you agree that Chad Townsend sucks? Hey. Yes. Hey. Yes, I do. How did he get? How did he get through the filter? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, the same way Link got on the thing. So. Ridiculous. Oh, wait, speaking of likely to have an all lives matter tweet. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Next question comes from Christopher. He says, "How far is Brett Morris ahead of the second place on all time wingers list?" NRL era. NRL era. He's right near the top. Yeah. yeah, he's still no Wendell Saylor for me. I'm sorry. I was going to say Dell as well. He's got, the, yeah. he's got the longevity over Wendell though, particularly when you, like when early Wendell was pre NRL as well. You got to consider that. So oh, I know, but he had he still had. The, you're right. If it's NRL era, I'm cutting it, cut those out for Wendell. Good point. He might have he might have the error, but um, he certainly not acknowledges. Been- as one of those type of greats very often is he? He's not acknowledged as a great player, but he's very often, very rarely called one of the greatest. Yeah. It is. It, it, that is strange because, like, yeah, you say it out loud and it seems kind of silly when you say, like, is Brett Morris the best winger of the NRL ever? But he might be. He just might be. Um, I, I'd still have Nathan Merritt above him, but what are you going to do? I mean, I have Semi above him, but I don't know if you can, if you can say that short period counts. I mean, not, not that short anyway, but, you know, Semi Radradra's, you know, f- four years for me, it's some, you know, 94 games, 82 tries is pretty special in the modern NRL. Yeah. Um, if, if anyone wants to come at me over saying that about Nathan Merritt, um, feel free to reach out and tell me a winger in the NRL era who scored more than 100 tries at a faster rate. There's, spoiler alert, there's only one. And he's Nathan also I was going to say, he's also an Indigenous winger named Nathan. So, um, yeah, stick every other suggestion where the sun don't shine. Yeah. I always prefer Nathan All Lives Matter Lock, personally. <laughs> all Nathan, Lock. Nathan All Lock. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's weird, though. Both I Genuinely, both Nathan Merritt and Nathan Barclock cl- criminally underrated by the historians. Yeah. I agree with one of those statements. It, I, I'm seriously... <laughs> I will it's too easy. My, I will end my social distancing to come over there and, and have it out. Stop being mean to Nathan Merritt. And I'll just do a couple of star jumps and you'll never see me again. See ya. It's hurtful. That's it. Uh, Chris, Chris Abdul says, given that George Orleans is clearly the greatest half to play the game, how long until immortal status is awarded? Next I mean, week, he's, he's definitely up there with, with potentially the first, first English player to, to become an immortal. And I, um, I'm here for it. I mean, he only needs about three more good games to be called the best halfback of the modern generation. So, is he the next Andy Gregory? I don't know. I'm reaching here. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Ant Farmer said, 
Victor Radley should never have been charged at all. Agree. Yeah, penalty penalty sufficient for mine. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I I agree. Should have been charged. Um, the funny one, obviously, I'm not saying he should have missed a game, but I was shocked that Roy Hargraves didn't miss a game, just considering who he is. True, that's a good point, actually. Like, I mean, the point that you were making about Pangai, I think it was in the mm. last podcast where you were saying like anything he does attracts like a three week loading. Now, it's the same kind of thing yeah. with Warrior Hargraves. So I laughed when I saw the charge sheet. Not that I was like laughing disbelief. I just like I was shocked that oh my god, it actually like he's he's not getting suspended. Good on him. <laughs> okay, last here we go. Last question. Bilski eighty nine says favorite BL story if you have any. So BRL Brisbane Rugby League. And what was the difference between BRL and Rugby League in terms of the footy played on the field? Quicker, more aggressive, for example. I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with this competition. I mean, my personal favorite moment was when the Northern Pride won the reserve grade Super Bowl, and I made a fair bit of money on that. But that's all. Well, I, I mean, got. yeah, he's talking about, but he says, yeah, Brisbane Rugby League is referring to the old, old competition rather than oh. Queensland. I'm assuming, mm. which for I don't think any of us can, in good conscience, comment on the different styles of footy play. None of us are alive to see it. Correct. You know, but, uh, like, so I don't want to go out there and just, you know, spit cliche and generic things out there without knowing the actual answer there. But uh, my favourite story is the uh, Alfie Langer in 1987 uh, before he plays Origin Series. If you if you go read, I've recommended this book about 17 times across multiple po- podcasts, but go read uh, Heartland by Joe Gorman. And uh, you'll, you'll get a really good representation of Brisbane Mobile League and, and its evolutions through the 80s and, and its struggles. But there's some really good stories in there. There's a lot of things people have forgotten about Rugby League and its history here. A lot about the, you know, the pokies that, that influenced Rugby League and, and the growth of Rugby League in South Wales and, and the money down here that wasn't available to, to Queensland or Brisbane clubs. Mm. The uh, decentralised competition in, in, in Queensland in terms of there was, the, there was obviously the competition in Brisbane and the competitions in North Queensland and similar. And, you know, and also the struggles of, of players. If they wanted to play Origin for Queensland, you had to be signed to a Brisbane Rugby League team. And that was kind of like the thing that locked players into staying in Queensland despite them, like, not getting any... They wanted more money and they couldn't leave. Like, really, it's some really good stuff in that book. And if you go back, if you want Brisbane Rugby League history, great stuff in there. It's also a good BRL documentary on YouTube. I forget what to search to get it. But if you search BRL documentary, you'll probably get it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, also, big fan of combined Brisbane winning an Ampco Cup uh, because that was cool as shit. And those they, these players were like obviously a rep team, but kind of coming down here to a, effectively a professional competition and winning a knockout comp. And that was pretty fantastic. More of it, I say. Yeah, that was in 1979. I wonder if we get the team from that day. Remember the team, the, the Brisbane team being apparently insane. Yeah, 1979. Um, I mean, they had like that. That team had uh, obviously it would have had. It was, Mal. Uh, it was 1984. Ah, you're right. They Apologies. Won. No, you're right. I, I'm 84. not guessing. I pulled it up while you. Yeah, were yeah. Where is they it? beat okay. Eastern. They beat Eastern oh, Suburbs they, 12 they lost 11. in 1979. Yeah, they lost go. in 79. That team: Colin yeah, Scott, Colin Scott, Joe Kilroy, Mal Meninga, Gene Myers, John Rubbo. Uh, Wally Lewis, Henry Foster, Bob Lindner, Wally Fulton-Smith, Brian Niebling, Richie Paulson, Eddie Muller, Greg Dowling, Tony Curry on the bench, coached by Bob McCarthy. 
Mm. Well, good old Joe Smoking Joe, if you don't remember, you went to prison in the late 80s uh, for drug-related charges, but he was killing it early 80s. One year he was called the best fullback in the world, I think, and that's when he still played for combined Brisbane. Yeah, and that was Brisbane used to play in Brisbane used to play in white and like poinsettia red, um, and their, their logo used to be the point, Brisbane poinsettia, which is the, the, the flower of Brisbane in the Q logo, and like that is just it's one of those things it's like ACT teams playing in royal blue and yellow it's one of those cool niche rugby league jerseys um and there's if you go on if you go on YouTube you can find all the replays of those old Amco Cup games um on there and they're just they played at like Leichhardt or the old Parramatta Stadium and you know it's just cool to watch old like knockout rugby league yeah and um as you maybe you should call the new Brisbane team combined Brisbane well, I mean, look, it's, it can't be worse than the Brisbane Firehawks. Let's just put that out there. It definitely isn't. Okay, well, that's all the questions, guys. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? No, I, I'm, I'm good. I, that, was, that was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, um, good stuff. Yeah, can't, can't wait for another exciting weekend of Rugby League. Um, hopefully our teams do a little bit better this week, though. Yeah, please. Uh, my team's going to lose by 47 to the Roosters, so that's... My <laughs> team's going to lose by... 57 to the Storm. So uh, My team may fold because it can't pay out its coach. That is true. The over-under right. set it like six points for that game. Oh, question. Genuine question. Um, can If Souths do the, um, do the unthinkable and win, can I count that as their first win in Melbourne even though there's no one there and it doesn't really count? Yeah, why not? Can I count it? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, in that case, I'm, I'm excited. Come on, boys. Get it done. <laughs> We're not going to win. We're going to lose by a lot. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. Say goodbye, Dale. See ya. That's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>